Dave, I got a question for you. I'll, I'll keep it real simple. This is one that's been pinging around in my head today. Don't ask why, but uh, are you ready for this? Let the good times roll. Okay. Is Jimmy Butler a Hall of Famer? Um, yes. Okay. Because the NBA, everyone gets in. <laughs> That's true. Um, it occurred to me because I was thinking to myself, like, and it's a it's a sub question that is a lot more in depth that we really have to think about. But like, who is the best active player in the NBA who will not even sniff the Hall of Fame? Like, really, really good player, but you would never think he's a Hall of Famer. Butler's not that guy. I mean, <clears throat> six-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, five-time All-Defense, really good postseason player. Still, you know, he's 33, which, you know, he's not young, but he still has a few good years left in him, so he'll add to his resume. But you're also right about the fact they let everybody in. So uh, let's bring in our guest today and resident third host of the show, Mr. Brandon Maxwell. Brandon, welcome back in. What's good? Thanks for having me. Of course, anytime. Brandon, what say you about Jimmy Butler's case for Springfield? It's tough. I think he's honestly pretty close to 50-50 right now. Um, I don't know. On a snap judgment, I'd probably say that he's not in at this moment, but you guys are right that the NBA is definitely more lenient overall. Um, I think another guy along those lines, I think DeMar Rosen, I think he's a pretty solid example. Like, I don't think he'll make the Hall of Fame, but I mean, he's got pretty amazing stats for, you know, a decade plus at this point. Um, That's a tough question, though. Like, Blake Griffin, maybe? What do you guys think about that? I would say no. I don't think it... He he has not been as consistently... I don't know if he... I I don't know. I feel like DeRozan and Butler are guys who have had had better longevity in terms of being more consistently good. Griffin's peak is probably better than anything DeRozan did at his peak, but... DeRozan Butler's too. I think Blake Griffin, what he was top three MVP at one point. Yeah, I mean he won. He was you know rookie All Star. He was really really good. Um, It's just that his knees just kind of just can't hold up. But I mean, if the Hall of Fame was solely based on how you play against the Celtics, Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan would be first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, Chris Middleton would be Michael Jordan. Yeah, Chris Middleton would be Michael Jordan. Goran Dragic being the Hall of Fame. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, look, just the reactions, all you need to know. Um, so that's, yeah, that's an interesting question, but, uh, let's shift a little bit to baseball before we get into our main topic today. The Red Sox were active for the first time this off season. They signed Kenley Jansen as their, I'm assuming, closer for two years, uh, was it 32 million, if I'm not mistaken? Yep. Yep. And, uh, so that was good to see, uh, you know, they... Got Joely Rodriguez. They got Chris Martin. So it looks like they're really actually starting to put resources into shoring up the bullpen, which is really nice. But, um, you know, they didn't get Arson Judge or Coke Hamels in the offseason. So it's it's going to be tough. Uh, but the Red Sox also uh, made waves with the signing of Masataka Yoshida out of Japan, who is shaping up to be potentially their um, leadoff hitter. Not sure how he'll fit into the outfield in Boston. Looks like he may be more of a DH option, but uh, what do you guys make of the day for the Boston Red Sox? Obviously, there's a name I did not mention in there, but what do you think, Dave? How, how did the day go for the Boston Red Sox? Um, 
I mean, I, I think it's it's definitely a good start. I like that they're addressing the bullpen. And certainly we can argue about contract values and if you like the guy and where he fits in. All that stuff is obviously based on opinion rather than fact. But um, it's it's a great start because this is the first time we've seen them kind of address things that they needed rather than sitting back and just trying to find values, which it's okay to do that when you're more of a finished product or when you have more depth, like they did that years ago with the starting rotation. They, you know, Bartolo Colon and they used to try to dig out one starter a year at a free agency with signing a bunch of veterans and you get one or two out of the five that you sign. But um, certainly the bullpen has been a big issue the last few years. So to see them address that was nice because you're going to be able to shorten some games, less pressure on sale and Garrett Whitlock. And um, if they bring back of all the Brian Bayo, like there's, you know, starting rotation needs a little, a little help there. So I don't think it's a bad thing to add to a bullpen that already has probably two really good guys um, right now as we speak, but uh, certainly you, they do need some more bats. You mean Ryan Brazier and John Schreiber, right? Yeah, exactly. Ryan Brazier, who I, I'm hoping that with all these signings makes him gone. I, I, I truly don't understand how Ryan Brazier is still on the Red Sox. He has wrung more goodwill out of that 2018 run than anyone else in Boston. Because he's still yeah, riding that wave, it. apparently. I don't know what he's still doing here. I don't know what advanced analytics you could show me that say he deserves a spot on the team because there can't possibly be any. But, uh, Brandon, what do you think so far about the Red Sox work today? And we'll, we'll get to the elephant in the room after we answer this question. But what do you think about what the Red Sox at least did today? I mean, I like it. They're, they're making moves. Um, one thing I will say is it's annoying to see like i understand that there's been people who've been pissed off so far about free agency because i've been annoyed about a lot of things too but it's annoying to see some people who are pissed off about inaction and then they're pissed off now about the cost of the contracts it's right. like not a pick a hill at this point yeah I agree. Um, i'm satisfied so far at the moment obviously the job's not done there's plenty left to be done and if this is how it were to, to end up like if there's sort of final result it would be a failure, but at this point in time, it's it's a success. We got a closer for the first time, a legit closer for the first time since maybe 2017. So we know 2018, uh, even though he was there, um, uh, Kimbrel was was pretty pretty much you know washed by that point. Yeah, I'd say so. And then we've had what 28 blown saves last year, and any for there's people who are saying that Kenley Jansen is washed, and if 41 saves, I mean, granted he's got seven blown saves, which isn't a ton. It's right in the middle. But 41 saves, most in the MLB, I'll gladly take that if that's what washed is. Um, and then as far as the the rest of the signings go, like the bullpen, the additions, and outfield with Yoshida, um, obviously I can't say I know too much about Yoshida, but based off of everything people are saying, I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm willing to give him a chance. I also love when the Red Sox um, dive into the Japanese player market because there's so much untapped potential and so many good players there. Um, and a lot of teams will also you know, not really be um, on the cutting edge in terms of, obviously they know about him because he's like one of the best players in the MPB. But, you know, there's a lot of times where a lot of these players go under the radar. So the fact that the Red Sox are still making these additions, like we saw it with uh, Hirokazu Sawamura last year, yeah. it was up and down. Granted, it didn't end up working out in the end, but the fact that they're willing to 
you know, go into, like I said, this, this really great group of talent. Um, and they're one of those teams that's consistently doing that. I, I enjoy. Um, so I'm happy about that deal. Um, the rest of the signings in the bullpen, like the, the dude, Chris Martin, Jolie Rodriguez, mm. I'm fine with those contracts. They're kind of in the middle in terms of cost. I really am one who doesn't like paying for bullpen pieces most of the time, but I think you have to make exceptions in some cases. And for example, making an exception for Kenley Jansen, a legit co closer, granted he's older, but he's still a top 10 closer of all time. Um, happy to have, have, have him at that contract. And like I said, Chris Martin, Jolie Rodriguez, those deals as well, completely fine with it. Obviously, like we were saying, the elephant in the room, which will make this episode dated immediately as soon as it happens. <laughs> yeah. um, I that needs to happen. That's that's an essential part of this. So, moving into that question, Dave, on a scale of one to ten, how confident are you right now that the Red Sox will retain the services of Xander Bogarts? Um. Well, I'm an. I'm optimistic by nature, but huh. until the Red Sox prove otherwise, I'm at a one just from past experiences. Um, and we've seen a number of reports over the years from every sport where some guys get stuff wrong or things happen the last minute. I mean, you just never know what domino causes something to fall, whether it's for the Red Sox in the Red Sox favor or if Judge getting taken off the market, all of a sudden the Giants have that extra money or the Padres. Right. And they say, you know what, let's screw it. Let's just go throw that money at Bogarts. And, like, Bogarts owes the Red Sox <coughs> nothing. And I don't want people to think that he does. He owes them nothing. No. He gave them a great deal. And then they turned around and slapped him in the face by offering a, a one-year extension for 20 mil. Like, that's just – it's just outrageous. If you're not going – if you don't want to sign him, that's fine. But don't insult him with that offer. It's, it's what they do with Lester. It's what they do – they do with everybody. And then they'll leak the story about – how he didn't want to be here or he wasn't amenable to negotiations or he had some sort of vendetta against the Red Sox. Something happened. He wasn't a good teammate. Like it's just the same old story with this ownership. Yeah. The big, the most egregious example, Terry Francona. Yeah. Um, gross way to handle that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly what you said, Dave. Um, yeah. Big picture. Definitely fully agree with you at this moment. Like I said, I'm, I'm satisfied overall. But, yeah, everything you said has to be taken into account as well, and everything you said is also true, um, especially considering the Red Sox have never shown a history of paying homegrown talent for long periods of time, um, Exhibit A being Mookie. And one thing that sucks is I think, you know, Haim obviously deserves some uh, criticism for the job he's done overall, although I personally think he's done a good job, um, it, it, all things considered. Uh, because he overachieved the year before, underachieved this year, kind of evens out. But I think that the biggest things that we need to be looking at, and it's exactly what you mentioned, Dave, it's above him. It's the ownership group. Like, they're the ones who are always pulling these strings, always doing this bullshit behind the scenes, always, you know, doing this stuff that uh, we find to be shady and the stuff that we find to be annoying to to all these players and, and the staff and whatnot. The one consistency that's been with all of these, you know, different tumultuous situations between guys departing the Red Sox, you know, that one consistency has been the ownership group. There's been, it's been through Theo Epstein, through Ben Charrington, through Dave Dombrowski, through um, Heim Bloom. It's, it's been, that's been the consistent this entire time. So I think, you know, like I said, Bloom deserves his share of criticism, but overall, like, especially if the Xander deal doesn't get done, I think that reflects fully on the ownership group. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, it's funny is when, 
when Brandon said the most egregious example, there was that beat before he said Francona, and I was like thinking of three or four different examples of what the most egregious example could be. Um, but that's a good. I agree. I just think with Francona, they were they they what released that he even yeah, whether it's was, true or not, that they was had a problem with pills and things like yeah. that. It's like that's so fucked up. That was really that was pretty despicable. Whatever tra- whatever transpired, it is the end of his term here. Just very yeah, whether it's true or not, like that's some personal shit that's very unnecessary yeah. to let millions of people know. I mean, to me, I'm I'm still. Uh, you can say whatever you want about it. You could be. You could say I need to get over it. Whatever. I'm. I'm still not happy about the Mookie Betts situation. Um, you invest in your talent. You invest in your players. If they're, you know, people are going to criticize the Yankees for giving Judge nine for three sixty, and sure, it might not go well. But at the end of the day, he also like Bogarts. He really didn't owe them anything. They lowballed him at the start of the year really badly. And he shut off negotiations for the season. He didn't know him anything. He could have went to the Giants, could have went to the Padres. But instead, he did go back to New York for a lot of money, but he did go back. And he's their homegrown superstar. You invest in those players because you at least know you helped develop them, helped grow their game, and you know they're good with the team. That's the biggest deal with Bogarts to me is that he is a natural-born leader. And he is the captain of that clubhouse, whether he wears a C or not. And, yeah, do I want to see them give him $30 million a year? $35 million a year? $40 million a year? That might be a little much. Um, but I would like to at least see them make an honest offer. And they have not done that in the beginning of negotiations with a superstar they have developed in I don't know how long. Lester, they didn't do it with. Mookie Betts, they didn't do it with. They didn't do it with Xander. They didn't do it with Raphael Devers, who they compared to Matt Olson, which is like the at that point, if I'm Devers, I'm like, all right, I'm not coming back here. Like that's it's gonna take a a, a real. They they should have started with Austin Riley. That's where they should have started, was with that contract, and then move up from there, go from there. It they really are a they really can negotiate tactlessly, and they've shown that. They do, and they really need to. They need to get out of that. They they need to start paying their homegrown players, and it's a, you know, the moves they made today were good, but they need to batten down the hatches and lock up Xander, then lock up Devers. I think Devers is the higher priority, but they're probably gonna go Bogarts then Devers. At least that's how it looks, but that's how I feel right now. They made good moves today, but like Brandon said, the work is not done yet. The other thing about it too is, um, obviously, Judge is going to end up declining by the end of that deal in right. some way, shape, or form. Whether he's still a good player or whether he's a guy where it's like you buy him out for the last couple of years because he's that bad. Right. No matter what, it's still something that for one, the fans are all in on. They know what they're getting into. So even if it does end up sucking at the end, the fans, the fans are are with this. Right. Same deal as we would be as Red Sox fans. And the other thing is, you know, a guy like Mookie. If he were to stay here, same deal. Whether he was to be as good toward the end of his contract or not, he still got that leadership. He still got that value of that experience with the franchise. A guy like Xander, especially, he's won championships here. Considered, like you guys all mentioned, just echoing your 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 sentiments that he's um, been such a consistent voice in the locker room. It's like that. Those are things that it takes a lot of a lot a great deal to replace. Um, you know, like if you have to go forward without Xander, you're gonna have to have someone else to be that voice, someone else to be that, 
you know, that leader. There's going to be someone. It's going to take multiple guys to fill that position of that one person. So just get this over with. Give him his money. You fucked up before. Fix it. Make him happy. Give him his bag. And let's all just go back to being, you know, happy again. Big, happy family. Move on. Kiss and make up. I just want to see Brandon in the in the negotiation room saying those exact words. That would be me if I were if I were there the a Red Sox executive. I, I would just be like, guys, guys, guys. All right, chill out, chill. I got something to say here. Hey, I told you we, we should be some consultants. We we hey, know everything going on here. I, I am I'm happy to lend some negotiation expertise to the Red Sox. Here's I'd say Xander. Xander, yeah. do you wanna go play for San Diego where it's 85 degrees every day and it's never cold and <laughs> they're going to give you $360 million. What, or... if, what <laughs> no if it way. was the same amount of money, but with snow, <laughs> you could have yeah, a lot of I think, snow. I think, uh, I think, I think I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. I think obviously from what we heard, signs are pointing in the direction that he'll come back here. But also like Dave said before, I put very little stock in a lot of those things because so much of it is someone just trying to get a scoop or get something out. Um, but we've been hearing it consistently from a few of the consistent Red Sox beat pro- r- reporters over the past you know, few hours or so. But then again, nothing's happened until the ink is dry and uh-huh. there's still teams that are interested. So until further notice, um, like I said, I, I'm happy as of, as of this moment with what they've done so far. But if this is the final result, um, it's, it's bullshit. <laughs> So there's there's more to be done. It has to be that way. I really hope so. Uh, Brandon, quick quick Cubs minute from you. Uh, how you feeling about the Cubbies so far this offseason? I honestly like what they're doing too. Um, so obviously Bellinger is just a one-year deal. It's a deal where he's trying to you know do approve it, get a long-term deal after. But, hey, see what happens. Maybe if he likes it here, he can be someone who stays for a bit longer. Um, they got a guy in Jamison Tyone who I think is a pretty good pitcher. And the thing is, if you just look at the Cubs on paper, they still have plenty of holes in their roster. Uh, but the NL Central is also booty. So yeah, if they if they can sneak out, you know, eighty seven wins or maybe something like that in that in that range, they could be sitting pretty and uh, winning their division. So I think they've got a couple solid pitchers now. They've got some you know solid players in the lineup. Seiya Suzuki looked pretty good last year when he wasn't injured. So I'm excited to see what he does where he's more you know, uh, established and he feels more comfortable in that role because that first year has got to be super tough uh, uh, in a transition. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. I think they're just as much in the mix to be winning the division as anyone else. Um, one thing that sucks, though, is Wilson Contreras going to the Cardinals for yeah, five that years. Was, that was tough. Um, I did see that. Yeah, it, It's weird, though, because the Cubs and Cardinals always uh, seem to sign guys who have been on eat the other team for long periods of time and give them big deals, whether it's Hayward or... Dexter Fowler, or now this, or plenty of other examples from the past. You got your random John Mabrys, guys who've been a short term too. <laughs> John um, Mabry. <laughs> yeah, they 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 Damn. pass a lot of players back and forth. Like the Red Sox and Yankees never did that. Yeah, they, they kind of do that a little bit more now in terms Kelly of, Johnson, uh, Stephen yeah, Drew. Yeah, yeah. And then they, and then before that, the last guy was like Ramiro Mendoza. I feel like yeah, um, David Wells, honestly too. David Wells is another one. They didn't, yeah. they didn't do it like it, it as often as I feel like with the. Cardinals and Cubs, and they do it with big contracts for, you know, long periods of time too. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, happy. Oh, I'm happy. Hey, I love it. I'm rooting for the Cubbies for you. I'm rooting for them. Uh, moving into our main topic, it is the holiday season, and we're doing a little uh, holiday Christmas draft-ish thing. Something 
<coughs> sort of nebulous. Uh, each of us is going to pick a movie, a TV special, a Christmas episode of a show that we like, a Christmas treat, a Christmas beverage, and an NBA game to have on the tube. So, Brandon, you're going to go first. You can pick whatever you'd like in whatever order you want. So you'll go first, I'm going to go second, Dave is third, he gets the snake, and then we'll go back, you can pick whatever you want in whatever order. You just got to fill out the six slots. So Brandon, what would you like to start with? So I think I'm going to start with um, the one where I feel like I need this matchup first overall. <laughs> so I'm going to go the NBA matchups. Um, that's what that's the category we're going to we're going to kick off here today. And I'm going to go with uh, the best matchup that's already scheduled Celtics Bucks. Ooh, I, like um, I think what appears to be at the moment two best teams in the league, two teams that have a lot of history with each other, just, you know, playing in the playoffs so many times. Bucks have the excuse of Chris Middleton. We've got Rob Williams, who will hopefully be back by then. Um, going to be a, a huge game, and that's going to be one of the premier matchups of the season, I feel like. So I'm going with the one that already exists, Celtics-Bucks. Hey, I like it. It's a good pick. It's a good game. I'm very excited to see uh, the results. I'll try not to be too anxious the day of, of Christmas. As it's uh, on my television. Anyway, I am up next. Oh, man, this is tough. Um, I'm going to snag my movie right he here. He wants the, fr- the Christmas Friends episode. Yeah, I want the Christmas Friends episode. You're, yeah, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. I don't, I don't know what it is either, to be quite honest. Um, but I'm going to go with Elf, which I think is probably the best Christmas movie. Um, at least in my opinion. So... That's uh, that yes, Emily. Well, Emily agrees. So I've already gotten her vote. Uh, it's in my opinion the most rewatchable Christmas movie there is, and I don't think there's much debate. I mean, I also have you know my my hot takes about Christmas movies that we'll probably get into, but um, yeah, Elf is my pick. So Dave, you have back to back picks. All right. I will not lie. I had the Bucks Celtics matchup as my favorite for the. For this. So Maxwell, good pick. Um, I was gonna call. We're calling it right now. We're done. Brandon, Brandon won. <laughs> we can't do anything. We're done. We're done. Um, I think I'm gonna go with a TV episode here because I think Jake might take mine. Ooh. I'm gonna take the strike on Seinfeld. Ooh, that's a good one. Damn you. That's that's my that's my one of my favorite episodes in general of Seinfeld. Well, I love it did that win episode. our Seinfeld bracket, Dave. Yeah, Festivus. It did. Um, yep. So I'll start with that. Okay. You get to see Kramer working, trying to make bagels. That's yep. funny. Enough. Losing his gum in the dough. Yeah. Yeah, and then he fires him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elaine. You shouldn't be in there. In five minutes, the whole place is gonna blow. <laughs> Do we still like bagels? Yeah, it's just steamy in here. <laughs> It's such a great episode. It's such a great episode. Um, and then I am going to take the Grinch for my TV special. So the uh, the original Grinch, right? Yeah, the original Grinch. Doctor That's the two. Those are my two picks. Is the Grinch cartoon? Obviously. All right. That's a good. It's a good start. It's a good start. It's respectable. Um, not the way I would have gone, but... I, I think the other stuff has way more depth, though. Yeah, it's true, which is why I'm going to go with my TV special next. And if I didn't have Emily's vote before, 
I definitely are you going Charlie that. Brown? No, I actually hate Charlie Brown Christmas. Can't stand it. Uh, I'm going the year without Santa Claus, which uh, of course has our our friends the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser, who are the best the best non Santa Claus characters in a like Christmas TV special. Yeah, but you say the Grinch, but that's fine. But the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser, damn. Snow, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I haven't seen it in years. I know the Heat Miser. Is it Snow Miser? I thought it was Cold Miser. No, you know, Snow Miser makes a lot more sense. You know, I've been sick twice in the past two weeks. Give me a break. Just give me a break. All right. We're going to... It's Jake's flu game. Yeah, this is my... Yeah, it's my it's my flu week. That's what it is. Just just give me that. But... Yeah, we'll go the year without a Santa Claus, because uh, I don't really like a lot of the stop-motion TV specials. But I do love the year without Santa Claus. I make an exception for that. So uh, that's my pick. Uh, Brandon, you have your NBA game, and you need everything else. All right, we have back-to-back so picks up, here. Up next, I'm going to go with my movie because okay. um, I feel like if I thought a little bit harder, I definitely could find more of them on this I swear list. to God, if you take my movie. I think I might. But uh, TV, TV um. Series, I think I'm, I'm gonna need some time to think about because I have no clue what my choice will be there. But well, the good news my, is, Brandon, you can save that for last because Dave and I have both picked ours. <laughs> my, my dilemma for the movie is whether I pick Home Alone one or Home Alone two. Ooh, wow, that's a hot take right there. That's where the difficulty comes in because low key Home Alone two um, uh, is kind of in some ways a better movie, even though it's uh, also got the same shenanigans. Wow. But I'm gonna keep it OG, keep it classic, keep it with. Uh, the start of, I mean, it wasn't even his start of him being popping like that. Macaulay Culkin was already hella famous. It's true. Uh, what am I? He was an Uncle uh, Buck. Yeah, but I'm going to go with Brenda Song's husband, huh? uh, Macaulay Culkin, and Home Alone 1. That's a great movie. Great, great movie. That is a great pick. An all-time Joe Beshi performance, an all-time Daniel Stern oh, yeah. performance. An lots all-time, of, uh, all-time. Lots of extreme violence for oh, fun yeah. for the family. Oh, yeah. An all-time Catherine O'Hara performance. Just, just, just like, just peak stuff right there. And... I disagree. I think the first Home Alone is better than Home Alone 2, but I could see where, you know, it's got Tim Curry. Uh, it also has Rob Schneider, so that does kind of take it down a notch. I I, I disagree. Two. I'm with Jake on this one. I think Home Alone 1 is... I actually think Home Alone 1 is significantly bigger, better than 2, to me, but... Um, I think 2 has got a case. I mean, 2 also... Uh, like, I, I also understand that because 2 is, like, literally the same exact plot, except it's in New York this time. <laughs> so that that could play into it, but the fact that they did it so well, sure, that's the pigeon. But even they have like four or five, um, like Home Alone since then with all random actors. You guys see the one that came out last year? No, I didn't. I did, yeah, the oh, Disney one with Ellie Kemper. Unfortunately, I saw that too, and it was fucking oh my god, so bad. <laughs> oh, the plot man. is also it's really weird that this time the villains are like a family that's losing their house and their their money yeah they're like they're not um, even bad people they're yeah, trying to they, they lost money. their job they're about to be poor for all the holidays and, and they think this kid stole like a valuable doll from them so they have to yeah. like, trying to get it back they're not even trying to hurt anybody they're just trying to get their house back wow yeah. i am like, i am now very fun. very happy i never hit play on that movie oh yeah uh brain you have I another think i left one time in the entire movie oh i got another pick here yeah it's okay. a snake uh snake draft yeah Okay, okay. Um, oh, all right. Next, let me just double check if this is the, the correct name. I know none of you are going to take this, um, but I just have to, because I, I, I loved this back in the day. 
here it is. All right, this is what it's called. Um, and I'm kind of breaking the rules here because this is a Jewish movie or TV special. Uh, still along those lines, there's Christmas mentioned. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Full Court Miracle. Oh, wow. The movie about the basketball team that they, like, always lose to. And it's based on a true story. They always lose to, like, this one team that's got, like, better uniforms, better, like, coaches, better this, better that. And then they get this coach who's, like, down on his luck, former NBA player. He had some really bad injuries. He, like, comes there to coach them. Um, A lot of, like, the racist uh, leaders of the school don't want him coaching the team, so they try and, like, intervene. But the players are like, no, we we want him as our coach. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm describing the whole plot. Good-ass movie. Granted, it is, like I said, not necessarily a Christmas uh, TV special slash movie, but it's a DCOM (laughs) classic. Christmas is mentioned. Mm. And it's the season. It's it's a part of it. I agree. I, I, it's more than acceptable as far as I'm concerned. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So Brandon's got his movie, TV special, and NBA game. I am up next. Uh, all right. I am going to pick. Oh, man. It's tough. This is a toughie right here. I can get my TV episode on the swing because Dave already took his. So I think I'm going to take my NBA game here. But what will I choose? Ooh, this is a tough one. Uh, Rockets Thunder. Wow, great choice, Jake. Yeah, thanks so much, Dave. You're you're just full of laughs. I have to say. Jake said he's picking the the Mad Ants and the G League Ignite. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You, is that Fort Wayne, right? Fort Wayne. You guys, Fort you guys got me on that one. Uh, I'm gonna go a little. Uh, I'm gonna go a little off the board here. Uh, but a lot of star power and a lot of uh, behind the scenes, you know, stuff going on. I'm gonna go with uh, Suns Mavericks for my Christmas game. You got the, you know, you got the last year's matchup with the bad blood there after the Mavericks took it to the Suns. The Suns have beaten them this year. The Mavericks have beaten them this year as well. You got Luca. You got Booker. You got Aiton. You got Chris Paul. You got everybody's favorite player, DFS Dorian Finney Smith. How can you not tune in? for Suns Mavericks on ESPN, on ABC, probably at like 10.30 at night because it's the Suns game. Even if it's the Mavericks, probably like the 8.30 tip-off. So, you know. But I like Suns Mavericks because uh, Dave will at least have to vote against Luka Doncic. So, you know, there's that. Dave, you're up. All right. So now I can wait for my, t- my NBA matchup. Um, all right, so... I am going to take my movie. Okay. I'm going to take Christmas Vacation. Well, I mean, you, you, you know my, my opinions on that movie. I know. You you hate Chevy Chase. Uh, look, uh, look, man. It it wouldn't have worked with anybody else in that lead role, but he, he I just find him so unappealing as an actor, as a comedian, and as a leading man. So, yeah, I can't stand this movie um but i know a lot of people love it so i can't blame you i think it's hilarious i watch it every year um and then i'm gonna actually go beverage here i'm gonna take hot chocolate okay yeah all right i think i think that's the most classic beverage there is i know people are gonna say eggnog well you know eggnog is the worst drinking in existence so i i definitely would have chosen hot cocoa 
But yeah, hot chocolate is just you can add marsh the mini marshmallows make it really good. I know people okay. some people like to do like the scoop of fluff. I think that's ludicrous. You need mini marshmallows. Yo, I honestly would have chose personally like a peppermint cocoa. I'm not going to because I think that's kind of cheating. Mm, but I think I agree. Yeah, I think um hot cocoa is absolutely the best answer. Okay. Dave grabs Christmas vacation and hot cocoa on the swing. It's back to me. Uh ooh, this is tough. This is tough. I don't think Brandon's gonna take my Chris my my TV episode, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from that for the moment. Um, I also don't think he's gonna take my oh, beverage oh either. My what was it? Once you just said that, it just popped something into my head, and I thought of my episode. So thank you for that. All right, I'm happy to help. That's uh, my my I like I I live to serve. Um, so I'm gonna go with my Christmas treat here, and. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of a, maybe not something anybody would pick, but it is a holiday staple that my mom makes every year at the holidays, and she makes this particular treat better than anybody else I've ever met, and those are the classic snickerdoodles. Love me some snickerdoodles. You guys know snickerdoodles, of course, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, just yeah. make it, just making sure we're all on the same page here. Love me Snickerdoodles. She makes them nice and soft. They they crumble as you bite into them. Perfect, perfect amount of cinnamon in them. Oof, I'll tell you, n- nothing like a great holiday Snickerdoodle. I eat like ten of them every time I when my mom makes them. I have to like make sure she's not looking so I can like have five more without her saying. Uh, love me some Snickerdoodles, man. Those are, those are some. I mean. I could cheap out and say chocolate chip cookie or something like that, but she makes them year-round. The snickerdoodles, though, those come out in the holidays, man, and those, just perfection. So I got to go with that. Uh, Brandon, you have your episode, your treat, and your beverage. You have two picks. All right, I'm going to save the the episode because I'm still confirming which, I'm still confirming if I want to choose that one. Front runner, definitely, uh, a favorite of mine. Either way, I'll say it as an honorable mention if I don't. Okay. But I'm going to go with the, the beverages and the treat right now. Um, so first off, for the beverage, since um, I said hot cocoa is off the board, that would go to my first choice. I'm going to go with a seasonal, excellent beverage, um, cranberry Sprite. Wow. Um, only things around every so often. <laughs> it's an acquired taste, too, because I only like it during that Christmas season. Like I'm not really a Sprite person outside of that. But if I if I'm having it during this this season, um, like I did recently, um, I love it. So I'm gonna choose cranberry sprite. It's a close second for me in terms of being behind hot cocoa. Like I said, hot cocoa is a clear number one. Um, but I think uh, cranberry sprite puts up a good fight for itself. And also the fact that it's uh, limited to the season makes it more exclusive. You know, makes it more of that uh, that trendy pick. So cranberry sprite right there. And then for my treat, um, debating between two of them here, people might not necessarily consider them uh, Christmas staples, but they're definitely fall, wintery desserts. Um, all right, so I'm going to make a decision here. My two choices I was deciding between were either coffee cake or pecan pie. Ooh. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the coffee cake. Ooh, that's a I good like pick. It. I love that pick. That's coffee a- cake with vanilla ice cream. I didn't even think of coffee cake. That's a great pick. Thank you. I feel like it's got very. I, I have that every year. I love that, yeah, coffee exactly. cake. Yeah, exactly. Something you don't really 
you don't really necessarily think about but you're when you're like walking around the desserts at, at the at christmas at the end of it all and you're watching those basketball <coughs> games football games whatever it is you like see it and you're like oh snap like got some coffee cake here see that you got some vanilla ice cream too and you're yeah, you're settled that's a great pick that's Appreciate a, that. i gotta tell you not only a great pick great value pick too yeah thank you so much what was it i don't know Ooh, Emily would have went pecan pie. That's uh, we we have a fissure here growing. Respect though, respect. See, I do very much enjoy pecan pecan pie. Um, I think also the thing, one thing that helped me that guided me toward coffee cake too. I love pecan pie. It's great to hear, hear Emily like pecan pie too. I feel like a lot of people uh, maybe it's like the the nuts that they're not really into, or that it's like yeah. a a nut based dessert. Like it's yeah. very nut forward. Maybe that's something that <clears throat> people off from it. But yeah. I, I think coffee cake is pretty universal. That's why I ended up choosing it. Uh, so back to mine. Uh, Dave and I have no common uh, categories left, so I don't really about worry worry about what he's gonna take as opposed to what I'm gonna take. Um, I, man, see, I don't really drink any of the traditional Christmas beverages. I don't drink eggnog, that's for sure. Hot cocoa, I don't really really drink hot drinks, so I don't obviously drink that. Uh, all due respect to cranberry sprite. Uh, I don't think I've ever had it before. Um, but all due respect, of course, in my Mark Jackson voice. What was that in? I I bet it is. Um it out the park with all due respect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is I'm trying to think of a specific one here. I'm gonna go with a uh I'm gonna go with a Sam Adams winter lager. That's my pick. Nice beer, nice crisp beverage, nice crisp beer to ring in the holiday season. Go with a nice little winter lager. Why not? Show respect to Sam Adams. Local roots. Dave? Good choice, good choice. Thank you. Um, all right, last two picks here. Um, Your vindication <clears throat> means everything to me. I'm glad, I'm glad. I My stamp of approval earned. Although Brandon's coffee cake pick is one of the best of the whole draft. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> I'm around. was going to be an automatic W, I feel like. I feel like the, the crowd pleaser is hot cocoa. Exactly. People also, you know, everyone's got their own way of, eat, of drinking it too. Like you said, mm-hmm. some people are weirdos and put fluff in it. Some people are sensible, you know, normal human beings who put marshmallows in it. I, uh... I'm one to, you know, maybe toss in, like I said, some peppermint flavor, like some a candy cane or some whipped cream, you know? So it's, uh, it's versatile. So people are also going to be thinking of their, <clears throat> their ball to drink it too, you know? Yeah. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> All right. So I have food and NBA matchup left. You sure do. Um, my first is food. I'm going to go with Christmas cookies. Okay. We need more. We need more detail on that. The uh, the sugar cookies, the shape ones. All right, all right. Christmas sugar cookies, got it. I don't like peppermint, and I don't really like gingerbread, so it's pretty okay. pretty slim pickings on the cookies mm-hmm. for me. It's good. I'm good with that. Um, and then my matchup, my NBA matchup. Mm-hmm. I was kind of going back and forth on which team I wanted to play the Warriors because yeah. I think you can't go wrong when you have Curry on national TV. True. True. Um. And I decided I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. I think John Moran and Steph Curry on Christmas would be fantastic. Okay. 
And uh, my backup, actually, I was considering the Kings because I think oh. uh, the offense, I, uh, people love offense. And I think if you get Kings Warriors, you're looking at like a 128 to 120 game. And you just have all this offense. You have De'Aaron Fox, you have Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, Clay Thompson, Green, Moody, uh, Kuminga. You have like a lot of really, really athletic guys on the floor. And obviously you have Curry and Thompson in his backcourt to go with um, Jordan Poole. So I I think that would have been a fun one. But I, I'm going to go with John Morant, Desmond Bain, uh, eventually when JJJ gets back. I, I think I think that would be a really fun matchup. Dave said, give me the 10-30 matchup. <laughs> yeah, Grizzlies, Warriors. Yeah. Give me the primetime NBA one. Western Conference window. That one's getting buried at 11 o'clock. Uh, I'll uh, stay up to watch if, it, though. If Steph Curry is playing and, and John Morant, they're going to find a, a way to squeeze that into the 7 p.m. Yeah, they'll, they'll put the Lakers in the 11 o'clock spot. Yeah, they'll put the Lakers and Clippers, Clippers on it. Clippers, yeah, that's who it is. At 10.30. Um, the, oh, oh, okay. Em, Emily has a – I'll read it after. Emily has did a – Did I miss one, though? No, I think you have everything, except for your – Emily says no NBA. Uh – but uh, Emily has an undrafted free agent board, which I'll get to uh, once we're done with ours. Um, my TV episode, I'll keep it simple, is Christmas Party, the season two of The Office. The uh... I knew you were gonna oh, take that. Damn it! Oh, I actually, I did not think, I did not think Brandon was going with The Office. I'm not gonna lie. That was 100 percent my pick. Um, I, I knew Jake was gonna pick that. I never thought that was gonna be the case. Um, I thought it was gonna be sneaky too because. I didn't, I didn't think that you guys would expect that I would pick it. That's I thought Brandon I, was into like a community episode or something. That was where I thought he was going. I have to know. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to go Christmas Party. This is the, the infamous Secret Santa episode, even though they actually have an episode called Secret Santa, but it's not this one. Uh, I mean, they're really – I mean, Michael is such an, such an absolute ass in this episode. I mean, he gets the mitt from phyllis and he just makes her feel so bad because he visibly hates it and he gets the ipod even though it was a not only is him getting the ipod just so disgusting because he went above and beyond the limit he bought the ipod with the bonus he got because he laid off Devin. <laughs> like it's like dude what were you think like it is just the most incredible uh, I believe this is also the episode where we get uh, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. So, Bob, what do you do? I believe that's the episode we get this from. But, uh, yeah, dude, I love I love this episode. One of the best in a really, really good season of The Office. So, uh, yeah, that's my last pick. Brandon, I'm sorry I did it to you. I'm sorry I stunted on you like that. But uh, I didn't, I didn't mean all, to. It makes you feel better. It's, all good. it's the beauty of having the... The, the pick at that point um i suppose so yeah that was such a good i just oh. so many funny things. i remember i that was when i and this is like hella basic it's the office but that was when i realized that i really liked the show because i was crying laughing when he made phyllis cry oh because he just like he said he just looks he's such an asshole he just looks yes. so disgusted with her gift and that's when he like at first it was a white elephant where they were like getting yeah. it for no it was a secret secret it, Santa, and then he made it, it yeah elephant. it was a secret Santa that he made into a yankee swap because yeah, he hated his gift so much yeah yeah and then um and also uh pam gives away like the sentimental thing that jim got her and like that's just a 
that is a really really good episode of the show um so while i he come here and stall so what i was trying to look for is uh so am, am i second place if that ended up getting picked which unfortunately as we know it did um i was trying to find a fresh prince or a community episode so i'm going to go Brandon, there, there are want, some there are some really good full house christmas yeah. episodes because there's uh <clears throat> there's some good there's many community christmas episodes some of them are bad like the animated one wasn't the greatest one but there's you know some other ones that they had that were better though um damn i'm really at a loss here you know what jay can you stall for a moment or something? yeah i can I stall <laughs> so uh i gave Dang. you're not done i gave you all i did is say one add one thing i'm, I'm beyond thinking okay um yeah i'll stall um Okay, Emily did an undrafted free agent board, so or a draft rather. So let me uh, let me read her picks. Yes, exactly. Yeah, read Emily's. Wait, wait. Before before we go with Emily's, Emily, do you like gingerbread cookies? Yes. Yeah. Dave's not coming to the wedding, I guess. Why? Oh, because you said yes to that. I'm sorry. Do you like those, Dave? You don't like those, do you? I no, I don't like them. I did, I don't know. Everyone's. I feel like it's 50-50. Like, you could ask someone to either love or hate them. Like, I don't feel like there's a lot of people that are like, uh, I could take them or leave them. Okay. That's fair. I'm just writing down Emily's answers, TV special. Oh, Emily, you did miss one. What? You missed TV episode. I thought that was the TV No, different things. Oh. So Emily's working on her TV episode, which I can guarantee you there'll be no crossover because she's never seen Community. <laughs> or uh, Fresh, or really not, like, Fresh Prince, like, the way we're going, or whatever. I can guarantee you there won't be crossover there. Um, here's, a, here's a question that won't date the episode at all. Who is number 11 on the Suns? Who is that? Isn't that Josh Kogi? No, no, it's a... No, it looks like it says it begins with an L. Oh, Jock Landale. That's uh, Jock Landale. Oh, Jock Landale. I've heard the name. Yeah, he, but... he's, uh, he's an Australian. Gotcha. He was um, on... Uh... I believe it was Atlanta on that trade. Ah, uh, okay. I don't remember. He played at St. Mary's. Christmas treat, Christmas drink, and no NBA game, which uh, I allowed Emily to pick another movie in lieu of her game. <coughs> Excuse me. Which uh, Emily is currently deciding on her uh, TV show. I'm sure there, there had to be a Christmas episode of Parks at some point. Just pick one of those. Time is of the essence here, Emily. It's not her fault, she says. Well, the rest of Emily's draft is laid out. I'm, ironically enough, still waiting on a TV episode from her as well. I have to look. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'll find one for you right now. This is scintillate. Christmas Scandal, season two, episode twelve. You love Mark Brandanowitz. He's in this episode. Mark Brandanowitz is that. How about a very sunny Christmas? You get a lot of votes for that. Oh, it's a classic. You need to see it. That's the one I would have picked if I didn't get the sun. Oh my god, I'm so pissed I didn't take that. Now I should have just taken that. Actually, you know what, Brandon? If you want, if you want to execute a trade. 
what's going on? Nah, I'm only kidding. I I I gotta keep I gotta keep Christmas party. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm it's just messing around. Maxwell, pick the sunny one. You picked it fair and square. You know what? You can pick the sunny I'm, one. Um I'm gonna go with Alright, I'm gonna go with something that I think is going to win here. Oh I I've probably seen it. Don't remember the episode. Uh just from this list here that I'm looking at. I'm gonna <laughs> go with the Bob's Burgers Christmas episode, the bleakening. Okay. I can say I've never seen that. I'm just gonna call um, so bleakening. Two part. Um and it's their let's see. It's a two-part extravaganza, and they have a collision course with the cryptozoological nightmare. So oh, my what? God, Jake. I just thought of a good one. Oh, that's the... Oh, man, she is. Emily might win this thing with undrafted free agents, honestly. Jake, I just thought of a good one we missed. What was it? The Monk finale is a Christmas episode. Oh, my God, that's fucking... <laughs> There's a jungle out, too. That's Dude, that, that finale was so good. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, that was Brandon that's saying that. Uh, I, don't even, I don't remember the rest of the lyrics. Yeah, that's the name of the song. That's all that matters. Um, <laughs> all right. So our lineups. Uh, Brandon, your movie is Home Alone. Your TV special is Full Core Miracle. Your TV episode is The Bleakening. Your Christmas treat is Coffee Cake. Your Christmas beverage is Cranberry Sprite. And your NBA game is Celtics versus Bucks. My lineup is my movie is Elf. My TV special is The Year Without Santa Claus. My TV episode is Christmas Party from The Office. My Christmas tree is Snickadoodles. My Christmas beverage is a winter lager. My NBA game is Suns versus Mavericks. Dave, your lineup is Christmas Vacation. TV special, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, uh, Who Stole Christmas, the cartoon. TV episode is The Strike from Seinfeld. Christmas tree are the Christmas sugar cookies. In the little shapes, as you as you said so eloquently. Christmas beverage is hot chocolate, and your NBA game is Grizzlies versus Warriors. And then Emily's... You know, is it possible to... I'm sorry. Is oh. it possible to revoke my last pick and reverse it? Oh, I don't care. You do whatever you want. Thank you very much. I'm going to go with uh, the episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, season 2, episode 13, Christmas show. Okay. Uh, so they go on a skiing trip. Uh, Will's mom comes with like a, a boyfriend or something that he doesn't like, and I think they get robbed, something like that. So okay. yeah, it's an eventful episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna remove Bob's Burgers, unfortunately. Love that show. I just don't think I've seen that episode. Fresh Prince, though. I know I've seen every episode of Fresh Prince. So you good over there, Dave? Yeah, I lit my note on fire. I love it for fun. Dave can't let anyone else see these amazing picks. <coughs> yeah, that's interesting. I put it out though. We're good. Okay, good to know. Uh, Emily's lineup of undrafted free agents. Her movie is A Christmas Story. Her TV special is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Her TV episode is Extreme Xmas from Lizzie McGuire, the Aaron Carter episode. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Aaron Carter. Uh, Christmas treat, butterball cookies. Christmas treat. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Peppermint bark. Right. Peppermint bark. My bad. Wow. These are excellent picks. You got to include Emily's list. Oh, I will. I will. Christmas, Emily's going to kick our ass. Christmas, tree is egg, uh, Christmas drink is eggnog, and her movie in lieu of an NBA game is The Santa Claus, which does the impossible. It makes me like Tim Allen. So those are our lineups. <laughs> I will... I will, I will take about an egg, eggnog. What about the Buzz Lightyear? Okay, I meant like live-action Tim Allen. 
okay. I mean, I love Buzz Light. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Well, you're not a, a Tim the Tool Man Taylor fan? Yeah, yeah, dude. He's... <laughs> Who? No, I don't. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. Who? No. <laughs> oh, she laughs now, but I do it 15 times a day one day, and she gets upset about it. Did you guys ever see the movie Joe Somebody? Didn't that have him in it? Uh... No, I did see, uh, are you thinking of, uh, what was the Jungle to Jungle? You ever see that one? Oh, God, that movie sucked. Yeah, yeah that's the that's the case with most Tim Allen live-action movies, is they're not What's there. the one where he turns into, uh, like, a dog, or... Shaggy oh, the Shaggy him? Dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that him, or is that John Travolta? No, that's, that's, that's him. That's Tim Allen. And then I know there's, a uh, fucking, what's the movie where it's him, Travolta, Oh, Martin Wild Horror. Hogs, yeah. Wild Hogs. <laughs> It's like, it's just, it's one of those movies where you see the poster and you just know it's going to be bad. Like, it, uh, I, I don't have enough breath oh, in my lungs to talk about Tim Allen that much more. Uh, but anyway, Brandon, thank you for joining us on this, uh, on this episode. Your, your presence, as always, is very much appreciated. Thank you very much. And uh, over under, Xander uh, signs with the team <laughs> five minutes after this is posted. <laughs> uh, I'll take it if that's what happens. Um, yeah, hopefully it's, uh, I don't know how that wasn't, there we go. Um, yeah, I hope so. I'll definitely have my fingers crossed for a midnight Jeff Passon bomb. Uh, Dave, any, any closing thoughts before we sign off for the evening? Um, I would just say that I think my list is the best. And, uh. You know, Dave, my favorite thing about you is how, is how humble you are. I think my list is the best by a mile. And, uh. The coffee cake one really stung a little bit. I thought about how much I enjoy coffee cake. But you know what? The Christmas shape cookies, you can eat the cookie dough on that too. So I still, like dual- I'm not going to lie. I still have not recovered from uh, coffee cake. I, I'm still rattled by coffee cake. Thank you. I, I, uh, like I said, it was a tough pick between that and pecan pie. Pecan pie is definitely. Uh, I, I think you made the right choice. I do agree. That. I agree. Um, yeah, I gotta say though, the Christmas episode was tough to come by, but uh, I think the best Christmas episode choice, despite the fact that I was gonna pick the office episode, is definitely Lizzie McGuire. Like that was a that was a snag right there from, from that, was, that was that was I did think about picking the episode of Even Stevens where he Ooh. um wishes that he didn't exist and they do like the uh what's the what is it? Uh Miracle no, it's uh what the what's the movie called? How am I forgetting it? That it's Christmas a wonderful movie, life. Wonderful life, yeah. yeah. Where they do that, but that's also um, another one where it's a uh, it's about it's a it's a Hanukkah episode. So oh, I didn't okay. want to pick two Hanukkahs. Oh, so I know it's a Christmas episode, so I wanted to limit myself, but I had to throw in Full Court Miracle because that's a fucking classic. I and we it. could I could honestly do a full list of Hanukkah for this probably too. Actually, no, Brandon. We can continue this discussion off air because uh, there's a Celtics game going on, and I'm still going to be watching it. So. Anyway, uh, you can follow us at CSL Podcast on Twitter. We'll talk more next week. Have a great week, everybody. We'll, We'll talk to you soon.